0: From the studios of One Jacks Productions, this is The Revealing, a ministry of One Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida, with your hosts, Senior Pastor Frank Silvaggio, Associate Pastor Robert Engel, and Praise Leader Chris Wing. And welcome back once again to The Revealing. Uh, my name is Robert Engel. Uh, it is awesome to be back with you guys. I am uh, here with. Uh, Pastor Frank Salvaggio, and Christopher Wing. How are you guys doing today?
1: Doing good, brother. How are you doing?
0: Doing well, thank you. Um, we are continuing our discussion today on the uh, seven mysteries of the New Testament. Um, if you've been listening with us over the last few weeks or so, um, we, we've we covered three of them. Uh, the last couple, we've had a good friend of ours in here to join us for some of those conversations, and we appreciate that. Um, but uh we find ourselves today on the the fourth mystery, and uh, we say that not as if they um, are um, numerical um by any mandated sense, uh but just in s- the way we 're laying them out, um, we are on the fourth one so up to this point, if uh memory served correctly we 've been talking about the um the mystery of the indwelling, mm-hmm. um, which is the mystery of uh, Christ in us, so to speak, um, the mystery of the church, which would conversely be um, us in Christ or, or the believer in Christ, and, and then the mystery of godliness, uh, which is God manifests in the flesh. And uh, we've just had some great conversations uh, regarding those things, Um hopefully you've been able to to glean some things, uh, maybe something you've, you've been chewing on or, or something that you've heard that uh, maybe you haven't heard before, uh, but you are... Um, being a Berean um, over there in Acts 17.11 and uh, going back to the Scriptures and seeing if these things be so. Um, please, please, please do not uh, take our word for these things. Um, I think the three of us around this table here would be the first to tell you we are um, by no means the authority on anything we discuss or the authority on anything, uh, really. Uh, we submit to the Lord's authority and uh, to His book. Mm-hmm. And... and. um Though that be true, we, we do believe that by comparing Scripture with Scripture and utilizing those bi- keys of Bible study that uh, we, we've covered a few months back, I think it is now, um, there are some things that we, we can glean from His Word that He teaches us. And, and that's just our heart now, just to sit around here and and maybe you can kind of join our conversation or our discussion um, through through this podcast and um, have, sit there with an open Bible and um, just see uh, what the Lord says here. So. So without further ado, um, let's just jump right into this thing here. Um, Speaking of the mystery of the rapture of the church. And uh, man, um, really probably like um, all of these mysteries, uh, there is a lot of, uh, I don't know, um, just... False teachings. Yeah, Mm. that's about it. Uh, (laughs) A whirlwind of false doctrine that um, has been propagated Um, throughout uh, pulpits um, in this 21st century uh, Christianity that we find ourselves in. And, um, you know, it's not a thing where it's, okay, well, you know, you do you, or you believe what you believe, and I believe what I believe, and, and, you know, we'll just be okay, or does it really matter, you know, as long as we all, you know, believe that we'll be in heaven when we die? You know, those kind of things is, no, I mean— if that's all it was, and if that's the approach that the Lord would have us take, then why would he clearly teach one way? Why would he, he say, um, th- show us, it, with, without any controversy, without any issue, um, when we look at what he says on the matter, that there is only, it's black and white, there is only one truth, um, and by necessity, anything that isn't contrary to that or in conflict with that is false. So um, let's let's look at this uh, with um, Lord willing, with, with open hearts um, to his word. And um, the first thing that I think of when I think about the rapture of the church is um, the idea that uh, we, we want to make sure we understand which
2: rapture we're talking about. And, well, and, and I would say, Robert, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, if you're listening, do understand the word rapture is not found in the Bible. Right. Just like the word Bible. Is not found in the Bible. Yep. So maybe, maybe what we need to do is before we even really discuss where that's going, you know, what what are we talking about when we say rapture?
0: Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Well, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs>
1: thanks for asking. <laughs> I, I
2: do. So that. I no, do that
0: that is a very valid question. And um, I know
2: you were about to answer, but I just wanted people because no, people are probably thinking we I to. need to ask this question, so well, I'm asking it for them.
0: The word Trinity is not found in the Bible. That's true. Mm-hmm though it is uh, as biblical as you can get mm-hmm. um because c- the concept is found uh though the word be not found so um so that word rapture um what does that word rapture even
1: mean chris uh, well the word rapture is from the latin word rapturo mm-hmm. um but in the in the bible we we don't see that obviously that's why you won't find that word in there we, we do find the word it's it's harpazo mm-hmm. in the greek mm-hmm which means to be caught up. There you go. Right. So that's that's the meaning of that word. Absolutely. And,
0: and, and as, as uh, Pastor Frank just said, we see that concept um, in, in many places throughout the Scriptures. Uh, there are two in particular that we will get to um, in, in a bit. Uh, but um, again, let's not just assume that when we see the concept of a rapture, or a catching away, or a catching up, that uh, that is the rapture of the church. Uh, we need to rightly divide the Word, and there are, incidentally, three different times um, that we see in the Word of God where this concept of the rapture or a rapture is taking place. And that's key to understand. So key. Not just the rapture, which a rapture, because exactly. there's three different ones. A- and we've got to rightly divide those. Right. And when we do, it is then that we will arrive at the, the correct understanding of, of whom is being raptured, uh, when that's taking place in relationship to the tribulation and the millennial reign and all those things, because then all those false doctrines start coming into play um, when we're wrongly dividing. Uh, so, so Frank, if you want just, to uh, just kick us off here and let's look at um, the, these three different raptures here. Um, just, just take one and uh, let's
2: just start talking about it. Yeah, so... Um First thing that I would want to say is the concept of understanding the term uh caught up is is really truthfully uh further understood by understanding the idea of what what the bible calls um you know uh, uh come up hither so when Christ says "Come up hither he he is calling somebody from planet Earth into his presence and how
0: many times in the bible do we see that appear ironically
2: you know i'm sure by mistake yeah uh you only find it three times yeah okay and and again we've talked about how that term trinity is in the bible so here's the deal right so it's important to understand that uh, although the word's not found in the bible the concept certainly certainly is and we've talked about this in the past we've talked about how there are three different people groups Mm-hmm. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10.32 talks about the, the 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 Jew the Gentile and the church so uh, of course as God always does uh, when he's when we're trying to rightly divide his word the, the best way to rightly divide his word is to know which one of the three people groups he's talking to mm-hmm. if you know which one of the three people groups he's talking to you're going to now put things in their proper place right. if you don't know which one of the three people groups he's talking to and you start blending everything together, that's where things, that's where all your mistakes get made and that's that's where where the wrong divisions get made. Right. And that's where people start to blend things. And and that's why you get caught, you know, you get caught in a, uh, in in a trap.
0: And those three people groups, incidentally enough, uh, will go to three different judgments. Yes. Um, So you just see how the pieces of the puzzle really fit together when you rightly divide it three people groups three raptures three judgments
2: and, and, and by the way those three people groups in the, in the in the end of book of the of revelation in chapters uh 20 21 and 22 somewhere in that area uh, uh god clearly defines what's going to happen to each people group in yeah. eternity future mm. and that, because of all the mistakes there people get kind of kind of messed up yeah um, so this is an important subject without any doubt uh you know no doubt, the, 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 obviously, we're talking about the mystery of the rapture of the church, mm-hmm. uh, specifically because that is a mystery that was given to the church. So we want to make sure we understand what the rapture of the church is. But in the process of fig- figuring out what the rapture of the church is, understand there's also a Old Testament rapture, and there also is a tribulation rapture. Mm-hmm. If you understand that, then you're going to understand how these three ra- raptures get put together, and even further, what you're now going to be able to do is understand so, so a term let, let, let's talk about you know, you, were, you, you, you d- described uh, how there's false teaching in this area. Mm-hmm. And let me just say this. There are three different ways people look at the rapture, this term. They'll call it pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, or post-tribulation. Mm-hmm. OK What pre-tribulation, basically what we're saying is uh, is that A pre-tribulation rapture means that before the seven-year tribulation begins on planet Earth, God takes the church out of, out. out. Mm -hmm. Then some people will teach that the church actually goes through part of the tribulation. Mid-tribulation means God will take the church out in the middle of the tribulation. And then of course, post-tribulation, what that means is that the church will go through the whole seven-year tribulation. Right. uh, Or maybe not even a seven year tribulation, just the whole tribulation, mm-hmm. depends on where they're coming from, if they're taking uh, uh, Bible verses literally or, or, or not. Uh, and, and, and post-tribulation uh, will we'll defer to the fact that the, the, the church doesn't get uh, taken out until after the tribulation. Yeah. Now, what we're, what we're gonna talk about today, uh, as we move into this mystery of the rapture of the church, uh, One Baptist Church, uh, the Living Faith Bible uh, Fellowship, uh, we stand firm, unequivocally, no questions asked. We are pre-trib. Mm-hmm. A- and I'll say this, uh, and then, Chris, I'm going to turn it over to you to start talking about the three different raptures, okay? But I will say this before, before I do, and, and if you're listening, and, 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 and uh, well, obviously you are because you're, you're listening. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> what I'm about to say right now <laughs> might be the most important thing that's said through this whole thing. The key to all of this is how you take scripture you will come to a pre tribulation rapture and you can only come to a pre tribulation rapture if you take it literally if you mm-hmm. take the bible literally mm-hmm. amen you you there's no other position you can come to
0: as opposed to figuratively symbolically allegorically
2: mm-hmm. et it, absolutely 100% hands down it means what it says if you believe what the bible says then you will be a pre-tribulationist. You, there's no other way around it. If you don't, if you allegorize and start putting preconceived ideas into the Bible, whatnot, then you can come to a mid or a post.
0: Or or simply just not knowing there's three different raptures. No, absolutely. That will easily get you into the field of the fatherless, sure. as it were. Sure. I would
1: also say that if you take it from a literal standpoint, you'll also understand uh, this whole ideology of what we talk about being uh, dispensations. You take it from a little standpoint, you will be you will be what we would call a dispensationalist. You'll understand how God structures his word that in that manner. And that has to be a literal approach to the Bible. Yeah. And again, those that.
2: dispensations have everything to do with understanding who God's writing to at particular sure. periods of time and how he's dispensing his grace yep. to those particular people mm-hmm. during that time. And making right divisions. <laughs> We're living in a period of time right now that God calls the time of the Gentiles. It is a uh it is the period of time. Uh, that we might even consider. You see, when uh, we're really what we need to do at some point here is, is, is do a podcast on Daniel's 70-week prophecy because that's really going to help you understand what we're talking about right now. But for the sake of, of understanding, 69 weeks of the 70-week prophecy has already taken place. And because of the Jews' rejection of Messiah, right now that sixth, the, the, the going to the 70th week is on hold. We're in a parenthetical period of time which is called the church age or 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 revelation chapter two and three the seven uh churches that that define history of the history of the church for the past two thousand years mm-hmm. and, and and it's going to end at some point with god taking the church out and we're going to talk about that okay. right in 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 the, in the upcoming moments so that you can help to to, to really clearly see this
0: and that will nicely play into when we talk about the mystery of the restoration of Israel. Absolutely. Uh, Daniel 73, and all that. That's the reason um, why we
2: picked the order we did.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So so let, let's get on that. Chris, why don't you um, just share with us um, th- this idea of three different raptures, or a- as Frank was talking about, uh, where are we see in the Bible come
1: up hither? And mm-hmm. let's just kind of unpack that. Sure. Uh, real quick, though, he did mention something. I want to just touch on that for just a second before I dive into that, if that would be okay. Um, he was talking about how here we believe in a, a pre-trib rapture, and there is scriptural evidence to prove that. Um, there, there is uh, a couple of scriptures that come to mind here. In Romans five nine. it says, "Much more than being now justified by his blood, when he's talking to the church, we shall be the church saved from wrath through him." And also in First Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1:10, you see this saved from the wrath to come. And again, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, salvation by the Lord Jesus Christ, are not appointed unto wrath. So that's, it, that's where we come up with the, uh, the whole point, biblically speaking, when it is a pain to the church, does not see or that wrath of God or have to go through that Chris, wrath And Chris, if you God, can so just tell
2: people so that they understand, what is the purpose of the tribulation?
1: That is for the Jews. God turns uh, 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 his attention yes, back but to the but Jews. What, but what I'm
2: talking about is the wrath part. So God is executing his wrath on planet Earth mm-hmm. during the tribulation as seen in the seven vials of wrath. So uh, hence the reason why we're saying we're not appointed to wrath. So if we're not appointed to wrath and God's executing wrath on planet earth during the tribulation, how can we be here? Exactly. If we are.
0: The tribulation period is called the time of Jacob's trouble. Yes. Jeremiah 30, verse 7. That's Mm -hmm. the point of the tribulation
1: period. It's not the time of the church's trouble. Right. We've overcome all that because we're saved. Did uh, did you mention
2: the the revelation passage?
1: Um no, nope
2: where he says uh, uh and I'm trying to find real quick the uh, the the verse uh where he talks about how uh, we will uh Keep keep going, Chris. Let me find the verse, and I'll, I'll. Well, that was all
1: I wanted to say on that. I was going to get into the uh, the three different uh, raptures. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Let's so do I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to I'm going to jump into that, and, and if you you get something, Pastor, you can go ahead and just jump jump in on that. So okay, we talked about the fact that there are three different raptures in the scriptures, and and, and what that word rapture. I found it. Okay, that was quick. <laughs> Sorry,
2: uh, <laughs> it's found in the Philadelphia period, uh, uh, where he talks about uh, in Revelation three verse ten. He talks. He says this because thou hast kept the word of my patience. I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation mm-hmm. which shall come upon all the earth to try them that dwell mm-hmm. upon the earth. Right. And, that, and if you study out that, that dwell upon the earth, the earth dwellers, right. uh, you'll, you'll clearly see he's talking about the, the tribulation period because you find these earth dwellers all through the, the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. So he's going to keep us from that hour of temptation because we kept his word. Right. So just further, more verses. Again, what we're saying is if you just take the Bible literally, <laughs> yep, you got to do something with this stuff, and you can't just uh, all of a sudden plop the church in the tribulation when we weren't appointed to it. That's right. Okay, go Amen. ahead. So,
1: the three raptures that you, you find in the scriptures, um, I'm going to say what they are, and then we'll give scripture for, for each of them. Uh, it would be th- the first fruits, which would be the Old Testament saints. There would be the harvest because in, in the scripture god likens uh, a lot of things to to um, you know a harvest or, Matthew or, 13. The, or the husbandry you know the field yep. and t- Matthew yeah. 13, constantly yep. he's doing that so in, in this context of the raptures he does the same thing so there's the raptures of the first fruits which is the old testament saints there is the harvest which would be the new testament saints or the church that would be us and then there would be the third one which is the gleanings which would be the tribulation saints mm-hmm. okay so the first fruits being the Old Testament saints, you can find scriptural evidence for that in Proverbs 25 7. Oh, and you find that in the Old Testament. And that is in the Old well, Testament. I wonder why that would be. <laughs> well, there's one in the New Testament, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Proverbs 25 7 says, For better it is that it be said unto thee, Come up hither. Remember, that's that word uh, we talked about for rapture is come up hither. So you see the first come up hither or rapture as pertains to these first fruits, the Old Testament saints in Proverbs 25 7. It says, For better it is that you said to unto thee, Come up hither, than that thou shouldest put to the lower present into uh let me just read it correctly, then that thou shouldest be put lower in the presence of the prince uh, whom thine eyes have seen, and then you can also see it kind of in its fruition um, in ephesians chapter four, so after Jesus uh, dies on the cross he 's uh, dead buried and raised again when he 's down in hell, he actually goes to hell, he does something down there, and this is where he he come up hither as he calls that Old Testament, uh, those Old Testament saints. And so you, was, have,
2: you have a bunch of so Old Testament saints just so we can get people. If you don't understand what we're talking about right now, Old Testament saints could not go to heaven, right. if you will, go to be with the Father mm-hmm. until the death of Christ. Right. So where they went uh, is a place called Abraham's bosom. Yep. Or paradise, where, the Bible yep, says. Uh, and and that's where they stayed until uh, uh, Christ. Uh, died on the cross. Yep. And, and and are you, I don't know, are you going to also mention Matthew 27? Um, I don't
1: have that one. I have Ephesians. I have that okay. one. Okay, okay. Um, so let's
2: make sure we throw that one in there too because okay. it, it further yeah. clarifies. But Chris, go ahead and then Robert, maybe you can.
1: Right, so as you just said, Abraham's bosom, that was where the Old Testament saints went because there was no sons of God, remember, in the Old Testament. Nobody got saved in the Old Testament. They had to wait for the blood of Christ to be applied to them just like the, we do. Um, so they went to Abraham's bosom, which was in hell it was a if you will a compartment, compartment hell that was separated by a gulf from Abraham's bosom it to was actually seven place compartments of torment. in hell. I <laughs> if people know that. And so when Jesus went down there and uh, when he resurrected, he it, the Bible says he took captivity captive and you'll find yep. that in Ephesians 4, 8, yep. where it says yep. wherefore he saith when he when he ascended upon high he led captivity captive yep. and gave gifts unto men. So that's what he did when he was down there. He then rose uh, when he resurrected, he, he cleaned them all out of there. He's, he yep. took up, right? he took them up, So and, then and then you see man.
2: further evidence of that. Uh, in Matthew 27, if you've never heard this before, uh, you know we're 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 not just making this stuff up. Sure. The Bible, the, 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 there's biblical uh, uh, reference to that. so go ahead, Robert. We're,
0: we're looking at verses 52 and 53 in Matthew 27. I always yeah. think, yeah. Yep, yep. Um. So, um, this is when Christ rose from rose from the dead. Is when this happened. Yeah, you might um, want to even
2: start in verse 51 just to set the tone. Okay. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom. And right. the earth did quake and the rocks rent.
0: Yep. Uh, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Can't imagine what that would have been like. <laughs> yeah. And, and so w- to help us understand that, Paul writes what was taking place during that three day period after Christ was crucified, before He was resurrected, uh, while He was buried. Um, and that's, what, Chris, what you were talking about in Ephesians chapter 4. Mm-hmm. This is verses 8 through 10, that lower part of the earth where He uh, descended before He ascended. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that being Abraham's bosom, Luke chapter 16. And um, Ephesians 4, 8 through 10, lets us know uh, that after His death, just to kind of piece it together, Christ uh, descended into the lower parts of the earth. Uh, that uh, into paradise, uh, as it were. Luke twenty three forty three. He tells the thief on the cross, "Today thou shalt be with me in paradise, not in heaven, mm-hmm. uh, but in paradise." Uh, there is a difference, um, and, and so when he ascended, he led, as Pastor Frank just said, captivity captive, or those saints mm-hmm. that we're talking about, those Old Testament saints that were being held there. He took them captive and led them out. That being the first rapture, yep, the first fruits, the first fruits, yeah. Right, which Christ has like called harvest. the
2: first fruits mm-hmm. in uh first Corinthians 15.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So so it's so the first time,
2: mm-hmm. right, that we see come up hither. So so again, as Chris already said, if you're listening, kind of grab this because this is important. God likens the world as a field. And as fruits being grown, <laughs> the first fruits pop up. That's your Old Testament saints. Now, I think we are going to talk about the glean or the uh the the um the harvest the harvest mm-hmm. that's where we are now the right. harvest is 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 the full harvest is is being uh uh put together right now that's the second quote unquote rapture the, the catching up and 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 uh go ahead chris Let, so that give would be
1: us kind of what this whole entire mystery that we're talking about mm-hmm. is revolved around. It's mm-hmm. the mystery of the rapture of the church, or the second of the third, which would be the harvest. Yep. And so you'll find that mystery, just so we can identify it as we're talking about it being a mystery, in First Corinthians chapter 15, mm-hmm. verses 51 and 52, which says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, which is a, a word used in the scriptures for, for death, for dying, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed.
2: And I just want to interject real quick, because a lot of people, unfortunately, what they'll say is the last trump, they'll say is the last trump of the seven trumpets in Revelation. And, and I just want to be clear uh, in, in the aspect that, that that's not what he's talking about. When Here's the thing that we have to grab onto. OK, uh, in the in, in the Old Testament, um, whenever uh, God was getting ready to announce to the Jews that they were getting ready for war, mm-hmm. sound of a there were the there were the sound of the silver trumpets. There was two of them. The first one was the assembly of the of, of, of the uh, uh, children of Israel. And the second one was we're going to war. Now, now those are the Trumps that we're talking about, because the first one. As 1 Corinthians 15 just said, the first one is the assembly. God's assembling his people. And then when he returns, <laughs> at the last Trump, <laughs> he's going to be bringing his church with him
1: for war. For war, And that's when he comes as the that's Lord That's what of he's hosts. talking about.
2: Right? The dividing so, the word of truth so is a so difference. important. There's a difference. Oh, there is a difference. Between the rapture Absolutely.
1: and the second coming. Absolutely. Hmm. Right. You also find the event recorded, the actual event of the of the rapture of the, of the church of the harvest in First Thessalonians chapter 4. Which is the
2: one most people probably are, are right. familiar with.
1: So um, I'm going to go ahead and read 13 through 18 real yep. quick. Yep. And so it says, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, which we talked about means death d- or dead, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe... That Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Mm -hmm. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump, there's that trump again, of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, there's your carpazzo, your rapture, Mm -hmm. caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we be ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And so that's the actual event. Mm-hmm. And where, where do we get caught up? We get we caught up into in the, the clouds. In the air. Okay. Yeah, no, in no, the no, air. Notice how that isn't yes. a,
2: a land. Right. Uh, the footsteps. Are, Christ isn't coming to earth. Yep. He's coming in the clouds. Two different things. And he's, and he's catching us up. Yep. So So
0: what is... Being described in these passages is what we see in Revelation four one. Yep. Yeah. Right, uh, where we see John. Okay. Yeah. So uh, okay. And so we see how God re- re- um, teaches this in His Word, um, uh, in with words, but we see it also in picture or in type. Um, in what's going on with John on the mm-hmm. Day of the Lord, mm-hmm. being caught up, and, and and what have you, John being a picture of the church. Um, and and so just to kind of put this together before we go on t- t- to the, to the third one, but there, there's coming a day in the near future, right? This is the rapture that we're anticipating mm-hmm. here, right? There's coming a day in the near future when God will tell His Son it's time, and Jesus will stand up like like Stephen saw him in in Acts chapter seven, and the Lord will descend from the third heaven and will meet us in the air mm-hmm. and lead His people out of this world and into the land He promised. Um, through the parted waters of the deep, mm-hmm. um, and, and the reason First Corinthians 15, calls this a mystery is because no one in the Old Testament could see it, right? It hadn't been revealed. Right. Uh, it was there, but it was, as mysteries are in the Bible, it was concealed, um, and so uh, this is the, the mystery of the church that, that we are focusing on um, in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but let's go ahead and, um, before we talk a little bit more about this one as it pertains to the church, let's go ahead and talk about the third one um, okay. briefly, if we can.
1: Sure. The third one would be the gleanings, or the tribulation saints, and so we have uh, Revelation chapter 11 and verse 12 for that, which says, And they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, Come up hither. So every time you see that, that's talking about a, a rapture, a gathering up, a being caught up, and it's always it, you're always going to find that. In all three of them, you find the come up hither, specifically stated, so it says there in Revelation eleven twelve that come up hither, and they ascended up to heaven in, in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. And that happens uh, towards the end of the tribulation period, but those so tribulation saints get caught up. Not understanding this
0: will lead us to believe that the church goes the to post, the tribulation right. if we say that this is the church being raptured. And, and just to
2: clarify that Revelation 11 passage, a um, couple things I want to say real quick on that. One is you need to understand that the book of Revelation is not a... Uh, each chapter is events and a timeline. The book of Revelation actually tells the telling of the story what four different place? times. Right. The seal's judgments is the seven-year tribulation, happened throughout the seven-year tribulation. The trumpet judges happened throughout the seven-year tribulation. The vile judgments happened throughout the, se- so it's three different tellings of the three different things that are going on, seven, 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 by the way, interestingly enough. Uh, And and then the fourth one is the seven personages, and the particular personage that you were just talking about were the two witnesses. Uh, So understand, in the first part of the tribulation, the 144,000, which by the way are Jews, uh, they are going to be preaching uh, that the uh, Messiah is coming and that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In the middle of the tribulation, those 144,000 are going to be taken off planet Earth, and then God is going to send his two witnesses, who are going to finish their testimony, uh, which would be uh, I, without question. Uh, Elijah is one of them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't think we would have to go very far if we take the Bible literally mm-hmm. to know that Moses is the other one. Uh, again, why? The Jews. And uh, uh, those two witnesses ultimately are going to end up dying. Uh, and, and that's where the come up, hither is coming up. And th- just to clarify, it's going to happen at the end of the tribulation right. period.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, this, this is, this is, uh, critical for us to understand. Um, because again, if we don't rightly divide this and understand this, we're going to put the church going through the tribulation, Correct. completely contradicting all those verses Chris read at the beginning about us being not appointed unto what
1: wrath to wrath. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. I mean so those are those are the, those are the three.
2: You know and I think a, a, another interesting uh uh spot that we could go to to kind of see this progression if you will is in 1 Corinthians 15. If you went back to 1 Corinthians 15, um you you'll find uh where uh in verses uh uh I want to say 23 and 24, uh it says but 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 every man in his order. Mm-hmm. Christ the first fruits. So there's your first afterward they that are at christ's coming there's the 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 rapture of the church when christ comes gets the church and then then come at the end when she shall have delivered up the kingdom to god even the father when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power and then of course that's your your uh end of the tribulation rapture uh so there you go there's another yeah what are you going to do with that verse uh if you if you want to try to to put the church in the in the tribulation period,
0: and and if there's someone here listening that that maybe has a hard time with with uh, with the fact that what we just said about how revelation unfolds mm-hmm. with in four different accounts, mm-hmm. what we see happening, um, you know, don't don't take issue with that. I mean, does not the word of God show us four different accounts of His first coming? Yep. In, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yep. And so it should not surprise us, mm-hmm. and it. Revelation really fits together as the Lord intends when we understand that yep. His second coming, uh, the the end of the ages, as it is, uh, are also depicted in four different accounts, so to speak. So I think that's just really critical for us to to understand. Um, but uh, but so so there we have it the, the three uh come up hithers or, or raptures um that we see in the church or excuse me in the bible and so us specifically talking about uh, the rapture of the church so let's spend a few minutes um kind of honing in on that a little bit more um you know let, let's just for those maybe who who are a little confused by it uh, what do those passages in 1 Corinthians 15 and and over there in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 uh from a, a chronological standpoint, what does it look like or what's going to happen um, in event-wise? What do those Scriptures teach us about what will unfold when it comes to this idea of the rapture of the Church? Um, and, and, and so when we look at these uh, and compare these passages, comparing Scripture with Scripture, well, they, they teach us that heaven opens, mm-hmm. Right. And the Lord descends, mm-hmm. um, and there's a shout. What is that shout? We saw it three different times. Yeah, he shouts, hither. come up hither. Okay, um, and there's the voice of the archangel, mm-hmm. right? Um, the trumpet sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the bodies of dead believers are resurrected, and they are glorified they, and reunited they with. They,
2: their, needed, they needed a head start.
0: Exa- right? <laughs> they're they're they're, little, they're six feet under. A little, feet little, feet little, little bit. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh boy. They have a, a longer. A route to travel <laughs> than we do, um, but uh, they're glorified and reunited yep. uh, with their souls and spirits in the air, and then the bodies of those who are alive and remain um, are, are raptured and glorified in the air, and, and we are taken to the third heaven to be reunited with the Lord.
2: And in an interesting verse, you say, well, what do you, so why does Christ have to come in the clouds to get us? Why couldn't he just get us right from heaven, right from his throne room? And the reason why is understanding the three different heavens. Yes. Because the second heaven is where Satan and his uh, uh, spiritual demons all preside. And uh, an interesting passage over there in Isaiah 51.10 says this, "Or thou not it which hath dried the sea? And that second heaven is called the sea or the in deep. the Bible, or the deep. Right. Uh, the waters of the great deep right and it says that hath made the depths of the sea a way for the ransom to pass over and of course we're the ransomed the church and so what Christ does is he comes down into the the first heaven the clouds in the air gets his church and then makes a way for the redeemed to pass over the second heaven and I find that fascinating because that really, 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 really just opens up the whole idea of, you see, there's a, there's a crystal sea of glass that separates the third heaven and the second heaven, and there's a door. Job talks about this, this door, and Jesus certainly says, I am the door. Right, there you go. You, you can't get in heaven without Christ opening the door mm. and passing you over uh, that second heaven. Uh, just, man. Uh, just this book is so awesome and, and God really does lay this thing out for us to help us understand it if we're just willing to listen
1: and, and also when he comes he comes into the, what the clouds you said yeah the clouds and the scriptures are, are always uh, mean his glory they yeah. always have to do with glory mm. so let's let's talk about the difference uh, if we can.
0: Um, about, uh, oh, with the, the rapture of the church and then the, the, the second coming. Because we've been saying there's a difference there. Well,
2: before we do that, one other thing I just want to talk about uh, there's a. So, whenever God teaches something in the Bible, uh-huh. he always teaches us by a picture. That's just the way he does it. Similitude. Hosea 12 ton. He, he, he's, 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 he's a master at doing this. Mm-hmm. And so, I want to just maybe quickly mention two pictures. There's more, but let's just talk about two real quick. Number one uh, is Enoch. Mm-hmm. Enoch is a picture of the church. Uh, you know, there's many times uh, Paul talks us, uh, t- tells us that we need to walk with God. We need to walk in the Spirit. And he's just talking uh, explicitly on, on how we need to walk. Well, Enoch, of course, walked with God, and God took him. Well, what does that mean? Well, God, quote-unquote, raptured Enoch before Enoch died Uh, that is a a picture of the church Uh, and and what I find fascinating about that is is now we were just talking about those two witnesses earlier and we certainly don't want to get into a whole conversation there but do understand something that when a rapture takes place a translation takes place you go from having this uh, 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 dead body to a new translated body Enoch was translated, Hebrews 11 tells us. You can't kill a translated body. Enoch can't be one of the two witnesses because one of those two witnesses get killed. Right. So Enoch can't be, again, because if Enoch represents the church and you put Enoch as one of the two witnesses, where are you putting the church? Mm -hmm. In the the tribulation. Here's where a lot of people make a big mistake there.
1: So you, you're, you're hitting on some key stuff. I, I just, I don't know if you're going to mention it or not, but you're talking about that word translation, how Enoch was translated, translated. That means changed, right? You get this, you exchange this old corrupt body for uh, an incorruptible one. So we, I read earlier in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 and 52, which which identify the mystery of the the rapture of the church. And it's in that chapter that, you also find this whole entire explanation of the resurrection of, of the church and getting a new body. But he said the word, Pastor, you said the word translated. And in those verses right there in 51, it says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all s- sleep, but we shall be changed. And that's what that word is for translated is to be changed. So it just it, it, it further pushes that point of the, the translation of the changing of this is what takes place at the rapture. Right. So.
2: OK, so that, that that's one. And then maybe the second one if we could we could quickly do it is is this whole idea of of, of a wedding um, so obviously uh, we are uh destined to be the bride of Christ now understand we are not the bride of Christ yet we are engaged to him espoused espoused true is is, is what, we're, what 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 the bible says second corinthians eleven three I think is uh where you find that um, so when the, the rapture takes place, that's when we will go to the judgment seat of Christ. And then immediately after the judgment seat of Christ will be the marriage supper of the Lamb, where we will uh, marry, uh, uh, if you will, Christ. Now, with all that being said, uh, there is an a, 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 uh, ideology, if you will, or, or not, not an ideology, but a, uh, a system that was put in place uh, uh, and how the order of a Jewish wedding took place. Uh, and, and I do find it very, very uh, uh, interesting to see the correlations here. So, so, so let me just kind of tell you what happens in a Jewish wedding, and, and then we can see the picture of how it points to Christ marrying uh, his, his church. So in a Jewish wedding, the first thing that needs to take place is a, uh, a wedding contract, a, a betrothal. Between the man and the father of the daughter whom he, the groom, wants to marry. Uh, and and that, that there has to be a proposed uh, 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 contract that they both will, will, will both ends of the, uh, the father and the, and, and the man that wants to marry the daughter meets. Uh, in the contract, there would also be the price that the man was willing to pay to marry the woman. And this payment would be made to the woman's father in exchange for her hand in marriage. Generally, the price that was paid was quite high, as it would indicate how much he really loved the woman. This part of the contract was called the, uh, and and I'm not Jewish, so please uh, forgive me, uh, but I, I believe it was called the ketubah, the payment price. Jesus fulfilled the terms of the covenant price for his bride. He came to the home of his bride on earth to present the marriage contract. The marriage contract is seen in the new covenant, which provides for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus paid the price to buy back the people that were in darkness and sold to sin, uh, that's the redemption, by paying with his own life. At the Last Supper, he spoke of the price that was to be paid when he said, This cup is the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you. The body of Christ has been paid for by the uh, uncorrupted blood of Jesus Christ. The price that was paid, obviously, was very high. If the price was accepted by the woman's father, going back to the, 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 the Jewish wedding, then a cup of wine is poured by the man who wanted to marry her and she drank it, indicating her acceptance of the proposal as well. Hence the reason why we celebrate the Lord's Supper. Okay, uh, it, it was reminding us uh, of, of our future uh, 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 marriage to our husband. At this point, the man and the woman were betrothed and uh, the, the, that is a legally binding contract, just as much as the, the marriage itself was. The marriage, however, obviously, was not yet consummated. A typical bedrothal period would be about two years. During this time, two years, 2,000 years, interesting, right? And, and uh, during this time, the bride and the bridegroom would each go to their own place and begin preparations for the marriage, and during this period of time, they would not see each other. Just as the bridegroom would pour a cup of wine for his bride to seal the marriage uh, contract, uh, obviously we know that Jesus poured wine for his disciples after the contract was received by the Father uh, during the Last Supper. Uh, so the bridegroom would then leave, and where would the bridegroom go? Well, John 14 tells us, uh, I go and prepare a place for you. So where Jesus went is, is he went into uh, the third heaven, and he's preparing a place for his bride. Down here on earth, the the the, the bride was getting uh, the, the the wedding dress ready, was getting all the preparations for the wedding, inviting all the guests. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of stuff we could talk about right now, but just get the picture. What is it that we're supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be preparing ourselves, getting our gifts, the, the five crowns, getting our wedding dress prepared, inviting guests winning people to Christ so that they can come to the marriage as well and and preparing. And then what ends up happening is in the, again, talking about that Jewish wedding is that on a unannounced time, the the bride doesn't know, uh, there would be a sound of a trumpet, (laughs) a shout and the bridegroom would come unannounced for his bride. And she's supposed to be ready. And she's supposed to be ready. Uh, again, That's a very, very interesting correlation to this is the way a Jewish wedding. uh, Oh, and by the way, what I think is even cooler about that is then the bridegroom would marry his bride and he would take her in his tent and there would be a celebration. I guess how many days? Seven. Mm. There's your seven year tribulation. Mm. Listen again will you find that Jewish wedding in a Bible? No, but that is the way the Jews celebrated their weddings. But what you will find is how Jesus fulfilled every part of those Jewish weddings to his church. Again, another picture that I think is just absolutely fascinating and just another evidence to the fact that um, the rapture happens before the tribulation
1: period. It, it's also interesting that you you brought up the whole thing about a wedding, and um, I think of another kind of Old Testament picture of the rapture of the church being found in the Song of Solomon. Oh, sure. Now, the Song of Solomon was was his love letter to his bride, yeah, and it was a Gentile bride, yeah, and you see that that particular uh, book written similitude-wise, or picture-wise, as Christ writing a love letter to his church. And there's a couple of scriptures within that uh, book in chapter 2 in Song of Solomon, verses 10 and then verses thir- verse 13, which says, My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. And then in verse 13 in chapter 2, he says, The fig tree putteth forth the green figs, and the vines with the tender grapes give a good smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. So, as you were talking about the whole Jewish wedding, it made me think of that particular picture of the rapture of the church contained within the Song of Solomon as God's love letter to his church. And he yeah. says again, come away with me, my beloved yeah. my loved one. And again, and the, the Song the of
2: Solomon's is just a whole nother. Yeah. <laughs> and so, okay, so we're, 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 we're almost out of time. Let's just close up with this. Uh, and and, and I'll, uh, Robert and, and Chris, I'll, let me just talk here real quick. And then if you guys want to give your closing remarks, here's the one thing that I think is important to understand that unfortunately a lot of people make this mistake. The rapture of the church and the second coming of Jesus Christ are two different events. It is imperative that you understand that. Uh, Anytime I ever get into a conversation with people who try to prove that the rapture takes place in or at the end of the tribulation, no doubt about it, it always leads to verses that are second coming verses, and they just misapplied those verses to the wrong, to the wrong uh, uh, situation at the wrong time. But here's some very, very important things that will help you understand the differences between the two. Okay, again, if you take the Bible literally, you cannot come to any other conclusion but a pre-trib rap- rapture. So here we go. Here's the differences between the rapture and the second coming. Here's just a few. I could give many more, but here's just a list of a few. At the rapture, there will be translation of believers. At the second coming, there are no translation of believers. Can't see it anywhere, okay? At the rapture, the translated go to heaven. At the second coming, the translated return to earth. At the rapture, the earth is not judged. At the second coming, the earth is judged. The rapture is imminent. It could happen at any moment. Uh, The second coming, there is very identifiable things that have to take place before the second coming takes, happens, More, most importantly, the seven-year tribulation. It has to take place. Jesus will not return until after, this, after uh, the second coming. Uh, the rapture, there are no signs to lead up to it. The second coming, there are all kinds of signs that lead up to it. Uh, the Old Testament rapture uh, was in mystery form. The New Testament uh, predicts uh, 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 the coming of the, ra- or, or, or the rapture uh, the rapture affects believers only the second coming affects everybody every eye is going to see it everyone's going to know uh, what's going on uh, uh, the rapture uh, obviously as we've seen many many uh, different verses happens before the day of wrath where the second coming concludes the day of wrath if we could say it that way uh, the rapture there's no reference to Satan at all. The second coming, Satan is destroyed and bound. Uh, the rapture, Jesus comes for his own. The second coming, Jesus comes with his own. Jesus comes in the air in the rapture. Jesus comes to earth at the second coming. Uh, J- Jesus comes at the rapture to claim his his future bride. Uh, in the second coming, Jesus comes with his bride. Okay, Which means there has to be a time frame where you know, Sometimes people think that we go up just to come right back down. Well, well hold on a minute. How can that be? Okay. Uh, uh, again, the rapture uh, 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 for church believers only, uh, and then the second coming Old Testament uh, uh, saved will be raised later. So there's just a bunch of different uh, things that clearly, clearly separate the two events. Uh, so anyways, uh, hey, good discussion on this mystery form. Chris, do you have anything you want to close up on?
1: Um, just uh, one more kind of a uh, Old Testament picture, if you will. Well, first of all, one of the points you made just now was that uh, in the is when we're caught up into the clouds and at the second coming, Zechariah predicts that when he says, and, and his feet shall stand on that day upon the Mount of Olives. So that's where Jesus actually puts his foot on the earth. There's, there's scriptural evidence to back up everything you just said, obviously, right. but there's, there's one point there, but you know, also Enoch, you, you also mentioned how it was, we talked about earlier is that the, that we don't go through that wrath. Well, if o- Enoch is continuing to be a picture of the church, the rapture of the church, well, one of the identifiers also is that he was taken out before judgment came. It was just before the flood. So uh, I, those those are key things that continue to, to drive the point home of the difference between the rapture of the church and the second coming. Um, and then also, I just had the particular event of the rapture of the church kind of takes place in two two ways or two forms if there's like the dead in christ that rise first then there's also those which were alive and i don't know what you guys think about this but you you can tell me um i i think that perhaps a good picture of the dead in christ could be referenced by lazarus Mm -hmm. as he was dead and then raised from the dead as the dead in christ that rise first because he was told to come hither you know Mm -hmm. rise and walk and then um well, the, the point of that I make about Lazarus is that in, G- in John 11, where you see that whole story take place, is that Jesus, when he heard that Lazarus had died, he said that this was a sickness that was not unto death because he knew he was going to raise him from the dead. So he would be, again, a picture of, of the dead in Christ, which, which uh, rise first. So it, because at the rapture, there's dead in Christ, and, and that's by uh, a voice that's called unto him. And that's what Jesus did. He called with his voice to Lazarus. And then there's the trump that sounds, and then th- those who are alive, raise. So. I don't know what you guys think about that as just a deeper explanation of that actual event that takes place, that there's the two parts to it of the dead in Christ and then the living. And I think those are, you know, it's an interesting picture. I don't know what you guys think. What do you think about that?
0: I I, I don't see any problems with making that connection there in, in type at all. Right. Not, not at all. I mean, the Lord does well, when there's a all when throughout there's a picture. his word.
2: Yeah, when there's a picture, that's what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so, uh, man, I know that we have um, thrown a lot out there. Um, and um, whether it be stuff that you can amen every single point or you are questioning every single point, um, I just want to encourage you um, to, to go to the Scriptures and see if these things be so. And, and just from a, a, an application standpoint, uh, why, why is this an important topic of discussion? Why is this important to, to nail down? Other than the fact that we want to be uh, faithful stewards and rightly dividing uh, His Word, um, well, if we don't know that we are um, going to be uh, raptured, uh, taken out of this world, and then at a judgment seat, we might not find ourselves ready to meet our bridegroom. Uh, we we will not be ready for that wedding day. Uh, and so just, just knowing these things um, does nothing unless we let them transform us unless we let these truths get into us and uh, change us from the inside out so we can be ready for that day um, for His glory. Uh, None of this is for our our biblical knowledge um, in and of itself. Uh, Yeah, we want to know the Scriptures. um, We want to know the Word uh, of God and the God of the Word, but um, not for an academic pursuit, uh, but to bring Him glory and to worship Him, uh, more fully, um, so, so it, it's our hope and our prayer that that these conversations um, would help you in that, uh, in your walk, in your search of His Word. Um, and as we close out this conversation today, uh, we just want to thank you for hanging with us and and um, give, giving us a listen, and hopefully just being used as as tools for uh, for your Bible study. Um, please uh, don't hesitate to uh, reach out to us um, to uh, email us. Uh, to, to visit us if you are in the Jacksonville, Florida area and um, we, um, we would love to hear from you uh, but until next time, we bid you adieu goodbye thank you for listening to The Revealing a podcast ministry of One Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida Senior Pastor Frank Salvaggio Associate Pastor Robert Engel for more information about One Baptist Jacks, please go to our website OneBaptistJacks.com. Dot world or email us info at onebaptistjax.world.